0: Or visit collateralbase.com. Welcome. You're listening to Casually Baked, the podcast, home base for the can of curious. Thanks for tuning in.
1: It's high time. We had a high time. Together. Together. Yes, is high time. We had a high time.
0: Together. Hi, y'all. I'm Joe your host and Cannabis Lifestyle Guide. The cannabis community is full of interesting characters, and I have the privilege of knowing and collaborating with my fair share of them. As a young journalist at university, I was attracted to feature writing, what hard news folks like to call puff pieces. But for me, it was way more interesting to examine the layers of an idea, a person or experience, rather than reporting on crime, politics, or natural disasters. 25 years later, as a cannabis journalist, I'm okay if you call my work puff pieces, because you know I love a good pun. And I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that so does today's guest. Joe Dolce, author of Brave New Weed and host of the Brave New Weed podcast, joins me for a casual chat about our adventures in cannabis as both content creators and citizen scientists. Joe Dolce is the former editor-in-chief of Details and Star Magazines and has written for many of the world's leading publications, including the New York Times, Gourmet, and Travel and Leisure. He is the CEO and founder of Joe Dolce Communications, a presentation and media training company based in New York City. Joe and I swap cannabis-infused stories and share our favorite products and current experiments. But first, a word from our sponsor, MJ Relief, the muscle rub PhD formulated for what aches and pains you. And this week, we'll hear Larry's story of relief.
2: My name is Larry Upton. I'm a 54-year-old age group triathlete. I live in Boulder, Colorado. I'm here to tell you a little bit about MJ Skin Relief. Uh, it's a CBD-based ointment that's used for pain relief and for general joint flexibility. Um, I've got a knee that I had operated on a couple of times back during my 20s. Recently fell down some stairs, I guess I'm getting old, and um, uh, wound up with a maledial collateral ligament strain. Um, my friends at MJ provided this for me. Comes in an attractive package, smells really good. Just a tiny little bit is all you need. I apply it about three times a day to the affected muscle here. You rub it in, give it about 15 to 20 seconds. A good rub there, you don't have to press hard. Then wait and over about a 30 to 40 minute period, you'll feel the pain gradually dissipating in your knee. Uh, I've been using this now for a couple of days and have found that if I apply this first thing in the morning, again, mid-afternoon and then at night before I go to bed, I'm seeing considerable pain relief and just overall improved flexibility in this joint. So first time using CBD, ideal for athletes, especially we older athletes and just the aches and pains associated with our joints. And um, I really like it, works well for me. So um, check them out. Website, mjskinrelief.com. Joanna over there will take really good care of you and um, I hope it goes well for you, thanks.
0: If you're feeling Larry's pain and want some muscle and joint relief of your own, head over to mjskinrelief.com and order a tube for you and another one for your favorite training buddy. That's mjskin, relie dot com. And if you're already a fan of MJ Relief, please send a video or voice memo and let me share your story of relief on the podcast and tag at mj skin relief if you're a social butterfly the sustainability roll up is presented by ocb rolling papers in perfect harmony with natural sustainable practices it's always been the ocb signature to provide the highest quality responsibly sourced and sustainably crafted rolling papers Back in the day, Henry Ford sought ways to merge the automotive and agricultural industries, as he thought the bond would be mutually beneficial. He wanted to help farmers during the Great Depression, but Ford also believed that using bioplastics and building cars could be a safer and more durable option than steel. So in the early 1930s, he began experimenting, but ended up abandoning the project during World War II. In 1941, though, at Dearborn days, Ford presented the first automobile made with bioplastics. It had a steel frame with 14 plastic panels attached to it. The prototype was later destroyed by E.T. Gregory, the very person who had helped build it. Today, scientists in the auto industry are honing the use of hemp to make tough but lightweight bioplastics, that also help reduce a vehicle's carbon footprint. A key innovator in this space is Bruce Dietzen, president of Renew Design, a Florida-based company that produces custom-ordered cars. But not just any cars. The body parts of Bruce's vehicles are made from processing the outer stalk of hemp plants and combining the biomass with the synthetic resin placed in a mold. Bruce explains... All the body panels are made of a woven hemp material, which, since the 1950s, has been well understood to provide additional strength, both latitudinally and longitudinally, as opposed to traditional materials like plastic, fiberglass, or metal. Now, Bruce's entry-level models of the car start at $40,000 and can reach $200,000 for a 525 horsepower motor, depending on the amount of power you want. You can make your custom car even greener by customizing it to work with an electric drivetrain and battery or biofuel. As for buying from a mainstream car manufacturer, the BMW i-Series is using hemp-based trunk liners, airbags, and door panels, as well as a carbon fiber reinforced frame. The fully electric BMW i3 at $42,000 is about the same price as its Tesla counterpart, though Tesla cars account for an estimated 75 to 85 percent of sales of electric vehicles in the U.S. alone. Fun fact, in 2016, the LAPD had the largest fully battery-operated municipal fleet in the United States with 186 electric cars. Mostly, they were used by civilian employees, though it's funny to think about a high-speed car chase and all of the cop cars run out of juice. (laughs) And then you and I, we drive off into the sunset smoking our sun-grown herb in our OCB rolling papers. Last year, OCB rolled out America's first ultra-thin, slow-burning bamboo rolling paper and cones that have been taking the market by storm. The 100% French-milled OCB bamboo is harvested responsibly. It's highly sustainable, chlorine-free, dye-free, bleach-free, GMO-free, and vegan. You'll love OCB even more because they make no-tear, even-burning rolling papers with natural, always-sticks acacia gum grown in African fields that OCB has been reforesting for decades. Of course, you must be 21 and older to buy OCB rolling papers and to follow at OCB underscore USA on social. I've personally loved the OCB bamboo cones, but I've put them on the shelf as I master the classic art of hand rolling my own joints. If you're a grown-up joint rolling novice, I invite you to learn the craft alongside me. Catch the Roll With Me video series lighting up on the Casually Baked YouTube channel. I'll also get each episode up on IGTV, but subscribe to Casually Baked on YouTube for the live streams. And if you haven't bought your school supplies yet, there's still time. Visit ocbusa.com backslash baked to get four booklets of OCB and a rolling tray for only $4.99. This bundle is worth 20 bucks and is around for a limited time, but the rolling skills and street cred we'll earn together, my friend, makes this bundle priceless. As for you OGs who can roll a joint blindfolded, I challenge you to sample the entire line of OCB products and let me know your favorite. Ask for OCB wherever you buy your papers. You'll find links to the OCB special offer as well as an interest form for joining me on an episode of Roll With Me in the podcast 187 show notes at casuallybaked.com. Wherever you're cruising right now, my friend, enjoy this double dose of Joe along your way and smoke them if you got them. It's time to get casually baked.
1: I got the ball of wine
0: Today I'm super excited to be sharing the podcast stage with the one and only Joe Dolce. Actually, I can't say that. There's an Australian musician with your one. name. There is. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, cannabis's favorite Joe Dolce. How about that? I love you. It's so good to have you here today, and we're both writers, podcasters, editors travelers, citizen scientists. So I feel like we could really talk about pretty much anything today.
1: And we're both named Joe.
0: Yes. Yes. Joe with an E. Thank you for pointing out the obvious. Yes. You know, I really think it would be fun to just start out talking about us living our lives as an experiment. We both are curious doers. And, you know, the fact that Brave New Weed is actually a book that we can all read because you got super curious about cannabis.
1: How about the fact that I got a publishing house called HarperCollins to pay me to travel around the world to write the book, research and write the book.
0: Yes, triple high five. That is yeah. my work is play lifestyle like dream goal.
1: That is, you know, that's a, that's a good that's a good goal to have, I got to tell you. It was a wonderful opportunity. And honestly, you're right. It was driven by curiosity. It was the realization that I was of a certain age, and I had been using this plant on and off, more on than off at many points in my life. And I really still didn't know what it was. I think I started this in 2013. All right? So so The world was different then.
0: and And what was your age at that point?
1: I'm not telling you but older than you. Let's put it that
0: way. Well, you don't know how old I am either. I
1: know I'm older than you. Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, you know, I ask because not that it's polite, because I don't do a lot of things that are polite, but because I think it's important for people to understand that you can start very, very new curious journeys, no matter what your age.
1: I was somewhere in my fifties. Let's put it that way. All And, and, uh, you know, had been through a career as a magazine editor, remember magazines, I, that's, you know, I, and, and as a journalist. And I I really thought it was time to give all the people I knew that used cannabis a reason because back then, honestly, I mean, it, it seems like eons ago, right? People were using it. Nobody knew anything about it. You know, the word strain was a new idea. You know there there were no measurements of anything you could never say there were this many milligrams and that edible it was sort of eat this brownie what's in it oh i don't know i followed the recipe and then you know it was either going to be good or it was going to be you know you're going to be cowering in a corner all night long so it really was an opportunity to go out there and try to learn so much about what the plant is and what we knew about it and what i certainly didn't know about it which was mostly i didn't know much about it
0: Well, and for me, it was because I recognized I was using it differently than my friends, my peers, and I was having a positive experience, yet feeling like that stoner label didn't match the experience I was having. And I wanted to defend my lifestyle. And in order to do that, I needed to educate myself.
1: Yeah, I think that's right. As a matter of fact, on the back of my book, it says Joe Dolce is a blah, 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 blah. And he is not a stoner. Because at this point in my life, I'm not a stoner. I have been. Yeah. I've waked and baked for many years. I know what it's like. But, you know, I, I think what's interesting and that not that many or people are talking about or that I don't know are talking about is that, you know, as you age or as you change in your life, your use changes. And it's completely fine. It's completely acceptable. You roll with it. Like right now, I'm not smoking much. I had a lung infection last year in COVID. And... You don't want to be coughing in the middle of covid let me tell you you're not going to have many friends on the, yeah. <laughs> the street <laughs> whoever is left on the street really you part them as you go down it was and funny
0: i'm going to interrupt you because there was a yeah. meme running around here in california during that time and it was like three Men facing off and one of them was like wildfire cough one of them was cannabis cough covid cough you couldn't go outside and cough without you freaking couldn't. anybody out and there was a thousand reasons why we were coughing here in california <laughs>
1: I know. There were, exactly. (laughs) Smoke. My friends are outside. See, I'll call you later. Hi, friends. Thanks. Hi, friends. Anyway, so I use edibles now, mostly, and very happily, as a matter of fact.
0: You know, I like the instant gratification of being able to smoke cannabis. Hey, music lovers. The Cannamom Show podcast, in collaboration with Lampkin Guitars, is giving away a custom-built, one-of-a-kind electric guitar built by Josh Lampkin. The solid one-piece hemp wood body includes a built-in glass bowl piece. Yeah, you heard me right. You can take a hit and then play a lick. Now's your chance to help the Cannamom Show crush cannabis stigma with your entry. Register for the Hemp Guitar Giveaway online at LampkinGuitars.com. That's L-A-M-K-I-N-Guitars.com. The drawing will be part of a 420 celebration at the Goods Dispensary in Somerville, Massachusetts, where the guitar is on display for the month of April. But don't worry, you don't have to live in Mass or be present to win. Visit Lamkinguitars.com to scope out the Hemp Guitar giveaway details and entry form. You'll even find a video of what could be your guitar in action. L-A-M-K-I-N-Guitars.com. But I think it's fun consuming edibles because my high sneaks up on me. And yeah. it's like, you're like, oh, hi, friend. Oh, there you hi, are. Hi.
1: You know what I, I love also our drinkables. I mean, I live in New York, so we don't get that much access to it, but mm-hmm. obviously I travel a lot and I try to sample wherever I am. And I, I was in California, as I said, last year and uh, trying a lot of these drinkables. I love them because they, they came on quickly, they lasted for an hour, and then boom, you're clear, drive home. Yeah. You know, no it didn't build. It was, it was so, it was such a nice, uh, nice experience.
0: Yeah. Or. I really, you, so- really love the drinkables. And what I'm appreciating is that they're, they continue to refine because it's a competitive market. And so oh, yeah. now I can find some that have like, you know, less than five grams of sugar in them. You know, I had one the other day that I had like two and that's been unheard of before because they used sugar to mask the taste or the bitterness, I should say, of the cannabis.
1: Well, I like uh, I like this one thing called High Hops that's made by Cannacraft. Have you tried it? Oh
0: yeah, yeah, it's that's that my jam.
1: Of, it's Lagunitas and, yes. and, and, and with cannabis uh, oils that are very you know very refined, yeah. so they, they they take very little taste. And yeah, I like it so
0: much that I reached out to the. CEO of the company, and I was like, "I need one of your refrigerators full of high fi hops in my studio, so I can share this amazing beverage with my friends."
1: Dennis, did he comply?
0: Yes, yes.
1: He's a very nice guy, and it's a very nice beverage. I have to say, I, it tastes to me, it tastes like Fresco without the shit. You
0: know? Well, you know? the the humulene, the the hops is. Last night, I had one of the Lagunitas hops water, so it doesn't have cannabis or alcohol. And it literally tastes exactly the same. To me, I just think it's a lighter, more refreshing beer that doesn't make well, me feel heavy. It's awesome. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah. that's
1: crazy not to be marketing it to women, frankly. Yeah. I told all this. It's like it has no calories, guys.
0: (laughs) Well, and but then (laughs) when you think about marketing in the cannabis world, it's such a tricky thing. And you know, in social media, a lot of that stuff ends up getting shadow banned. And so, you know, they don't know how much of their stuff is actually getting to their market. It's ridiculous. That's one of the hamstringing properties of being, you know, federally illegal.
1: Yes, it is.
0: So that's a bummer. Um, so cannabis infused travel is a huge part of it, was a huge part of my life and yours when things were moving around. Yeah. Do you have a favorite memory or character upon your travels when you were creating Brave New Weed?
1: Oh, many. <laughs> Very many. I mean, I spent time on a, a farm in Northern California, which was fantastic with the farmer and his then girlfriend, now wife. It was called the Happy Days Farm. Um, yes. And, you know, definitely. I just called him up and I said, hey, I want to come up and see what you're growing. And they said, okay, come up and we have a bed for you and you can come here. And that was, you know, I'm not a farmer. So that was really fun. I loved being in, in Tel Aviv, even though now bombs are raining upon it. But it was interesting in Israel because, you know, Jerusalem, is this very conservative, religious, I thought very somber place. I've always thought that it's never been my favorite place, but then Tel Aviv is on the sea and it's this bubbly place and it just, there's a cloud of cannabis over the whole city. And I was so surprised I hadn't been in Israel and, A long time 20 years or so and i was really surprised to see it taking off like that that was really fun
0: that's hard to imagine still like i know that israel is the hub of cannabis research research, but i didn't even you know i was curious what that cannabis lifestyle was like there so what did you experience of it
1: well the people i met were using a lot of cannabis and enjoying it and there there seemed it almost seemed like it was two different countries Honestly, I mean, you know, there was no prohibition about using it at all. And it's a city on the sea. So it just sort of, it makes sense. Yeah. It just makes makes sense. Um, What else? I had such a good time doing the whole book, really. I mean, really, my very first point of call was um, in Denver with this great guy called Adam Dunn, who was at that time sort of the center of this hash making scene that I had just stumbled into. I had no idea. I didn't know what a dab was. I didn't know what shatter was. I just didn't know any of the stuff that they were, they were making. And it was just amazing. I was there. They were completely open with me and it, you know, it wasn't quite legal. It was yeah. just on the precipice of legality. Um, they were like, just come in. We're, we're going to tell you everything. We're going to show you all around. And that was just when Denver was starting. So these little companies which are now mega companies Mm -hmm. were just beginning like Dixie brands or Incredibles chocolate. They were, you know, they were doing it out of a kitchen in a restaurant basically. So it was really fun to sort of walk into a scene that you knew was going to be something. And also that you knew you had the best access you could ever get as a journalist.
0: Right. And the fact that there was something about you that they trusted to let you in and, you know, have this view of it. I I love that being able to have that experience. That you know, somebody would pay a million bucks to have, and somebody's giving you access to like tell their story. That's so fun. I know.
1: Maybe we should start the the cannabis tour guide business. I need another new business to start. Right? That's
0: part of but what really I do fun, with but it's this. Really fun. Yeah, with my cannabis lifestyle guide stuff. I do Zoom or in person meetings helping people. But I've started booking for the summer. The very first ones on July 15th, one on one and small group experiences in the wine and weed country. And just, well, I'm taking people to some working cannabis farms walk them through, you know, a dispensary in Oakland, California and then another one in Sebastopol, California and I've just I've been to
1: both of them. Yes, I've been, to, I've been to them,
0: yeah. And, you know, and giving them a choice, would you like to wake bake, meditate and move energy with me in the morning? If you want to participate in my cannabis lifestyle, then bring it on. You know, we're starting at 6:30. And taking people on hikes through the Redwoods or along the coast and just personalizing it based on someone's needs. And my first guest is traveling from North Carolina and she's sober, living a sober lifestyle and is fascinated and can't wait to try drinkables and wants to explore the California sober lifestyle. So Have you
1: done? Call. I love that California sober. Have you done uh, forest bathing?
0: I have not done forest bathing. Tell me, tell me.
1: Try it. It's fantastic. It's it's a sense. It's like a sensory meditation, and cannabis goes perfectly with it. You basically the last place I did it was in uh, Point Reyes, California, mm-hmm. right? Not Beautiful it. place on Earth. And we took a walk. I actually did it with a forest bathing guide, and you you slow everything down a lot. You listen. You smell. You see. You look at small. You look for small things. Mm-hmm. You look for tiny things. It's a way of focusing attention and just changing the way you see the world. It's not broad focus. It's super narrow focus. Yeah. It's, it's a really interesting experience. There's a few books written about it. I, I mm-hmm. think they're called they're you know, titled things like Forest Bathing. Um, it was started in Japan uh, by, for executives to actually help them de-stress and calm down because nice. they were so high strung. And they took them into nature. And had them focus on tiny things, and you metabolically, they could physically see how their stress levels, their you know all sorts of levels they were measuring, just dropped. Yeah, and yeah. they all felt better and more whole and more human. And it's now become a beautiful thing. I, I, I highly recommend you, you you explore it. There's yeah. a if you look at Point Reyes, there's a nice bunch of walks you can do, and you can yeah. hire. You can hire a forest bathing guide for a very reasonable amount of money to take you through and take you through the experience. See what you think of it.
0: Yeah, when you first said it, I was like, do I have to be naked (laughs)
1: you don't. You know, that would be okay for me I that would be a great thing but no you're in, you're pretty much in public
0: oh, well as you told the story it became very clear to me but yeah I think I do that naturally when I get high and I get outside yes. but to do that intentionally and really measure what's happening with my body that's some nerdy shit I'm into I like it's that. It's great
1: you know one of the things I learned. In writing the book, uh, many things. One of the many things I learned was that I think if you're going to say what does cannabis do, one of the main things it does is it increases your receptivity, if you allow it, If you allow it, right? Exactly. So, so I try to allow that because I don't want to grow into an old, ossified, unreceptive human, right? Yes. I want to stay receptive to the world around me, to people, to emotions, to to smells.
0: Yes, and that's Too such good? a beautiful way to say it. Like I want to stay receptive. Like that makes sense to someone.
1: It, it, it does to me, and I think cannabis does have that effect. It absolutely, I really do. it does. really does. I, obviously, you have to open to it, but once you do, I think it's uh, it's apparent, and it's well, it's and one the, I, it's one of the great things about it.
0: Yes, and it's for me that's been the catalyst of the curiosity and think it do it kind of a thing. You know, I I get inspired to take the next step to learn something or to dive deeper into something. Like I say to people, cannabis is my co pilot. I wouldn't be yeah, living nice. the life I do if, you know, I didn't have that little cheerleader. But, you know, you talked earlier about the evolution of our relationship with cannabis and, you know, mine has become way more refined because I grew up in Texas where You know, it's few and far between and and, you know, you don't talk about it. it's all in the closet. And then, you know, I moved to California to a legal state and was able to be more sophisticated and intentional with my relationship. And then, you know, more things arrive on the market and there's different consumption methods. And so I feel like my relationship is constantly changing with cannabis. And, you know, you mentioned that you had transitioned from smoking to now being an edibles guy, but where did your journey start with cannabis?
1: I like that you're calling it a relationship because I think it, it can be considered a relationship and that's what helps me change and evolve with it. Right. Because like a lot of relationships, they're going to change over time. Yeah. Like if I was still smoking the amount of weed that I smoked when I was in my 20s, I mean, I just couldn't do what I do today. There's just no no doubt about it, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it has a very different effect. Um, when did it start with me? Very young, probably around 13 or 14, as a gay teenager who had no idea he was gay and knew that he was in the wrong place, New Jersey. <laughs> uh, but didn't know anything about why he was in the wrong place or how the hell he was going to get out of it so there was like some anxiety i think that i was just keeping at bay and that's how it started and don't forget cannabis was super weak at the time it wasn't nearly as potent or interesting as it is today so so but i was just using it i think just to sort of block certain feelings and just power through you know get through basically right yeah and then when I was in college, a lot. I mean, I really got I got through Northwestern University with a lot of cannabis. <laughs> and then after that as well. Uh, so I would say I used a lot uh, up until maybe my early 30s. And then it started tapering. And that is when cannabis also started getting much stronger. Different, mar- different things came into the market, right? Um, different strains were coming into the country. And growers were really... Doing amazing things. They were really putting things together, selecting for stronger, more potent yeah. varieties, right? Yeah, just,
0: they were flexing their creative muscles in those garages.
1: They sure were, and you know there was things like Thai stick, which we don't get much of anymore, or you know, sensimilla was a big deal. That was cannabis without seeds in it, mm-hmm. right? It was yeah. crazy. It was just fun. I mean, I remember being a teenager and taking out an album cover this is how old i am okay and you actually took a card or a credit card and you scooped the cannabis to one side so all the seeds and stems fell out of it i mean can you imagine today right you wouldn't even you wouldn't even have it in your in your in your house let alone use it anyway um, well,
0: and I got the shitty brickweed in Texas for a while. But you
1: did, yeah. Where but you, you did. didn't
0: even know what a flower looked like. You're like, if somebody called it flower, I would say, I don't know why you call it that.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it was the same. It was the same idea. Like I think we started the way a lot of people started. Yeah. You know, very minimally, simply getting what we could get. Yeah. Um, I think
0: for me by just consuming a little bit of it I didn't have that numb out effect I had the conscious awareness effect and I and so for me it became just very intriguing to smoke and just kind of like observe my surroundings because all of a sudden they seemed so different yes and my friends would say come on when I just would pass in the circle and you know, I would get teased and made fun of, but I was just like, I think I'm having a better experience than you are.
1: <laughs> You're having your own experience.
0: Yes. Right? There you go. I was happy. What are you what, are you
1: what are you liking these days? What are you what are you using?
0: Well, you know, I am a, a sun grown flower girl whenever it comes to my flower. And oh, nice. I like the the OGs, the berry flavors, like that kind of stuff is my jam, the fruitier the better. Um, but, you know, like you, I was just feeling like I was smoking way too much. And so for the past nine months, I have been experimenting using other entheogens like um, been my- microdosing ayahuasca. It's the ayahuasca vine, so it's not psychoactive. And, you know, trying that during the day instead of smoking so much, so that I didn't have that nasty smoker's cough when I'm trying to interview a guest or, you know, forget my guest's name, that that would suck. Um, <laughs> I have the gene for short-term memory loss, so if I smoke too much, I'm in trouble. It's just a little tincture that I leave in the refrigerator, put like five drops under my tongue, and that's been helping me keep that low-level anxiety that I have all the time at bay Um, before that, I was using my microdosing my mushrooms. These are 0.25 grams each. And I was taking one every fourth day along with niacin and dopamacuna to, you know, help increase the speed across the blood brain barrier and just kind of make it more effective. And, um, and it was working except I was moving energy by yawning a lot. And so then here I would be trying to interview someone and I'm fighting back this huge yawn. And then I was starting to get an aversion to my screen, which makes sense. Mushrooms want you to be outside in nature, put your feet in the dirt. And I was trying to take it and do the job of a digital journalist at this point. And so, yeah, it's been interesting to find different ways to find my daily rhythm. One thing that I'm having fun experimenting with with my cannabis is i'm blending in a little bit of mullen leaf yeah they're just mullein. like yeah it's these furry little leaves i was at a friend of uh, a friend's house and she was heading over to get a tour of this herbalist's home garden and i saw this beautiful furry leafed plant and i just was like do you mind if i touch that and you know i'm just kind of admiring it and soaking it in. And she said, if you have a smoker's cough, um, this stuff is great to just grind up a little bit, put in your bowl. And I've been doing that the last several weeks and I don't taste a thing. It doesn't change the flavor. And I don't have like these crunchy coughs. that can be pretty gnarly. It's just, you know, normal, flimmy smoker's cough. It's pretty spot on.
1: Great. Yeah.
0: What are you experimenting with these days?
1: I'm using, uh, so let me see if I can show you this. These are, can you see that?
0: Okay, Night Something Bakery.
1: Night Kitchen Bakery. Uh A friend friend of mine in California makes these edibles. They're called ginger snaps, G-I-N-J-A. I did an interview with him on the Brave New Weed podcast a week ago. So you can listen to it if you want to know about it. And he's very interesting. He's an elder. And he's an old lefty, and he obviously quit working a bunch of years ago. Began growing, and then began extracting. And he started with infusion, and then moved to extraction over the period of a year or two. And he began baking these ginger snaps, and they're they're beautiful edibles. They're you know he grows his. This is made from flour, not trim. They're 25 milligrams per cookie. So I cut them up into different pieces depending on my where I want to go, basically. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're beautiful. They're dynamic. They taste delicious. Um, I use them for everything from sex to sleep and just hanging around um, outside as well. Uh, they're really my favorite, favorite edible. And the great thing is he doesn't do them as a business. His line is, this is a mitzvah, not a business. A mitzvah is Hebrew for blessing. And... You have, you contribute some amount of money. Uh huh. And he'll put you on his mailing list and you will get a batch of 10 cookies in the mail at a very reasonable price. And I've never had an edible as delicious or as satisfying or as potent and as reasonable as this.
0: I am in, Joe. That is a hot tip.
1: You've got to listen to, so you've got to go on the Brave New Weed podcast and listen to, I think it's episode 107, and at the very end of the podcast, there's a way that you can get onto Chris's mailing list.
0: Yes, I'm in. I'm going to check it out. Now, I will tell you that my favorite cannabis-infused ginger snap that I've ever had was... Made by my friend Dorianne Steinberg, who I know
1: Dorian. She Isn't told she me
0: to tell you hello.
1: Oh my god, she's from Canada. I love her so much. Actually, we met in Tel Aviv Israel in a hotel.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: At a, at a cannabis conference.
0: I love it. That is she's so a awesome. lovely
1: person, as is her husband, Dick. And they've been friends ever since. And that's one of the that is one of the great things about the world of cannabis, is that when you connect with somebody, it's a good it's a strong connection. Yes. There's this interesting bond uh that we share. And but she's not still making edibles, is she?
0: Um she works with elderly patients who yes. um they have their medical prescription and then she makes their stuff for them.
1: Yeah. Uh, she's fabulous that way. Yeah. I mean, honestly, oh. she Yeah, the love of her heart, you know, and absolutely.
0: if Somebody has uh, they need, you know, low glycemic, like she'll come up with a new recipe for somebody if they need something special. Like she's I love that. She's magic.
1: I love that. No, I think she's she's great that way. And Chris is the same way. And sonny funny, they're both making ginger snaps, isn't it?
0: Yes. I mean, those are such good cookies, and they just remind me of being a kid, too. So I don't know. I'm in. I'm listening to that show as soon as we hang up.
1: <laughs> oh, great. Thank you. <laughs> See what you think. Anyway.
0: Yes. So when you're not being this podcasting writer, you're also helping people make informed decisions about cannabis, which... You know, I do that with my cannabis lifestyle coaching, but you're doing that through the medical cannabis mentor site.
1: It's, it is definitely medically focused. Um, you know, again, I'm, I like to talk to people my age. We all suffer from sleep issues. We all suffer from stress. We all suffer from pain. Our bodies just start falling apart. You know, I don't want to tell you this because <laughs> I know no one knew, when I was 30 something years old, people would say to me, I didn't. Give a shit. I wasn't gonna listen. Didn't matter to me. Nothing hurt. Right? Indestructible. <laughs> well, things hurt now a little more, and recovery takes longer, and pain is just more present. And I am. I work with Dr. Jun Chin, who's a fantastic human and a wonderful integrative physician. And she's been prescribing cannabis for over twenty years, and has treated over ten thousand people with it. She herself is a patient, which is amazing. And very research-based, very evidence-based. And she's come up with all these great protocols. And we started this. We met on book tour. She approached me, I had, having read my book, and said, let's do something together. And I said, is it crazy? But should we start cannabis education for like healthcare providers or people who work in dispensaries? And she said, yeah, let's do it. So we made these courses. And they're in-depth. And it costs some money. A medical cannabis mentor but we've got doctors taking them pharmacists nurses uh
0: bud tenders
1: uh, bud tenders dispensary workers we are we do the education for a big multi-state operator called columbia care soon to be in california okay. um so that's great i mean you know we're 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 training people in 70 80 dispensaries which makes me really happy It makes the experience for people better if the person behind the counter knows a little something yeah and if the shopper
0: if the consumer knows a little something then all of a sudden we have set the stage to have some smart dialogue
1: that's the next goal is to create we're working with a tech company now to create an app that has the education in a really digestible easy way um so you you know here's my here's my condition here's my issue here's different ways of taking it. Here's different uh, foods to eat with it. Here's different exercise programs to eat with it. Here's things to not take with it. Here's things to avoid. Here's how to avoid this food or that food. Um, So we're working on that. That's going to be the long haul. That's sort of my, my big ambition. Like Mm -hmm. that's, we'll see if it happens. Yeah. I'm I'm hoping it's going to happen. We're just in the early stages. We haven't raised any money for it. We're, we're actually looking for partners to pilot with. So if anybody in an organization out there wants to work with us on trying this out, we're doing it with a couple of small physician practice groups currently. Okay. And we'd like to do it with a larger organization, either a multi-state dispensary organization or a single state operator, someone who, who wants to you know, bring this to the people. Yeah. Basically. And it's
0: committed to, you know, refining what this can look like and where it can go. And, you know, the only thing that I have to say to all of the people that are creating these apps and whatnot is mind what you do with our business. <laughs> you know, people want me to sign up for an app and I'm like, okay, we live in a pretty volatile time. And cannabis is not federally legal and you're wanting me to pile everything into an app of who I am, you know, where I shop, what I buy, how much I consume. That's a lot of information. So what the fuck are you doing with it?
1: Well, ours is HIPAA compliant, obviously. It has to be. Yes. We are not interested in. Well, you can't by law right i don't want to know the, the specifics of your illness okay mm-hmm. but what what is interesting is that if you can collect data for 100,000 people say you can really learn how to dose for pain if you're a woman premenstrual if you're a woman postmenopausal if you're a man of a certain age or overweight you can figure this out technology allows us to do that and that really is is my dream is that you know that we can help people yeah. live better basically
0: Absolutely. A hundred percent.
1: So I'll tell you one more thing. It's really interesting. So this guy who makes these great ginger snaps uh-huh. has been experimenting with a citrus peel extract, which I had never heard of, but uh, did a little research on it. And it's, it's been out there and it is supposedly the best pain relief that money can buy. It doesn't have any cannabinoids in it. It's just a very high potency citrus peel extract.
0: So that's limonene, right?
1: It's you can do it from grapefruit. You can. It is yeah. limonene. Okay. Yeah, a lot of limonene. It's highly anti-inflammatory.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The anecdotal evidence I've heard has basically. It sounds a little too good to be true, but like people with high arthritis conditions, put it on their joints. It l- alleviates the pain, and after several days, weeks, or months, I don't know exactly. It actually, you, you use less of it because the arthritis itself somehow heals
0: well yeah your inflammation is down
1: i know but i don't understand it arthritis is is you know it's the lack of synovial fluid in the joints right i'm not sure how this works but maybe it is really that anti-inflammatory so i've asked chris to uh send me some some of that so i'm gonna try it and nice you know this is this is where the cannabis journey gets really interesting, right? Somebody who knows something about extraction, reads something here, talk about citizen scientist, right?
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Tells a big mouth like me, I'm telling you, you'll tell somebody else. And suddenly people will start experimenting with this stuff. It's obviously, it's not toxic.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. You know, it's not going to harm you like other things you could take. I mean, it, it might have other side effects or it might, uh, Contraindicate with certain other meds, but right now I feel pretty confident that I would I would try that on on my tired bones.
0: Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. I lo- I love teasing my friends who don't really know a lot, and they just consume edibles because they want to get high, or you know they just smoke weed because they think. They need to chill out. But I'm like, whether you like it or not, you're getting health benefits. So, Well,
1: it's it's interesting. Yes, <laughs> it is interesting. Um, and that's one of the other great things I learned in the last couple of years is that as opposed to a gateway drug, it is a gateway drug, but it can be a gateway to health. Right? Yes. It can be. Not necessarily. I mean, you can overconsume anything.
0: Yeah. And it's, it can be uh, your gateway to hell or your exactly. gateway to health. Your yeah, choice. Exactly.
1: A good way of putting it, gateway to hell, gateway to hell. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly.
0: Well, so, yeah, totally. So is there anything that I didn't ask you that would blow my mind that I need to know, Joe?
1: (laughs) Oh, there are so (laughs) many things about me, Joe, that are going to blow your mind. But, um, you know, I'm really happy to have these conversations. I'd love to have another one with you at a certain point. I like the casualness of it.
0: Thank Um, you, yeah.
1: You know, I I, 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 no, I mean, I, I've said enough. <laughs> how much more, how much more of me do you want to hear? What else right? do you want from me, woman? No, it's great. I, I, I appreciate this. And it's, it's nice to talk to other people who are exploring the same topic from different points of view.
0: Yes. You know, um, oh,
1: you I know. think you should talk to June, my, my partner, my doctor partner, because she's very involved in women's health. Okay. And Using cannabinoids for women's health. She, she's June Chin, C H I N. You can look her up.
0: I have, um,
1: and I'll make I'll connect you to her. And she's a wonderful person, and she's a great spokesperson, and she's highly intelligent and full of heart, full of brain, and full of heart. That's all I can tell you. Awesome. You know, what, more you, what more do you want from a health? You know what? That's doctor, exactly
0: right? what I want. And I have had a listener that had messaged to me and wanted me to talk about cannabis use and our hormones. It seems to be that our level of intoxication varies based on where we are in our cycle. And so I've been reaching out to try to find somebody to have that discussion with me. So she would be perfect, perhaps.
1: She's perfect. There's a blog on the medicalcannabismentor.com site on this very topic on cannabinoids and women's health. It's a long entry. You'll get a lot of information out of it. Check it out. Um, But I'll connect you with June and you can satisfy your listener who wants the information. How's that?
0: That sounds fantastic. And if you want more Joe Dolce, check out the Brave New Weed podcast available wherever you're listening to this one right now, unless it's on YouTube. And do you live stream your shows? Are they on YouTube?
1: I haven't started that yet, but maybe you're going to educate me a little later about if I should do that or not. All right. Uh, We just keep it as an audio (laughs) podcast, and there's always a a book you can buy if you want to read a book. Um,
0: I love reading books, and I have to tell you that Brave New Weed's been on my list, but I haven't read it, and now that I've talked to you, I'm excited to pick it up now and read it.
1: Okay, that's I'm, I'm hearing that as a firm commitment.
0: It's a firm commitment, yes.
1: Excellent. And then when you do, I want you to call me back and tell me what you thought of it, okay? Well, that I might be cost, fun. Yeah. I wrote it to be fun. <laughs> and and you, if you, you, know, you will learn a lot about me in that book also.
0: All right, good deal. You care. Yes, I do care. And thank you, Joe with an E, for hanging out with me. And thank you all for tuning in to another episode of the podcast.
1: I loved it. Thank you, Joe.
0: learn more about Joe Dolce and find links to Brave New Weed, the book, and podcast in the podcast 187 show notes at casuallybaked.com. I'll also include links to some of our favorite things that we talked about during the chat. And if you're picking up what I'm putting down, my friend, help spread the message far and wide with a five-star rating and review of the podcast wherever you listen. That small action helps other Canna Curious folks find this highly responsible cannabis content. And speaking of, ask your Canna Curious questions through the website or DM me on social. I'm at casuallybaked on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. While you're there, give at MG Skin Relief a follow to support my other small business, And if this podcast continues to inspire you week in and week out, I hope you'll share it with your smoke circle. Thanks for doing your part to Puff Puff, Pass It On. Casually Baked, the podcast was created, recorded, and produced by yours truly. Editing and sound design are in the capable hands of Arnav Gupta. The podcast theme music is by my highly talented friend, Seth Walker. If you aren't familiar with Seth's music, you can find High Time on his album Gotta Get Back wherever you're buying your music these days. I know he didn't create High Time for me, but it sure as shit sounds like he did, right? I hope you'll tune in next time. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows.
1: Hi, my name is Kira Reed, and I'd like to invite you to be inspired by the women who are leading in the cannabis industry. Each week, we will discuss empowerment, leadership, and what it means to be a woman in charge in marijuana hemp and CBD. As the founder of the Women Empowered in Cannabis community, I have had the great pleasure to get to know
0: many brilliant and talented women who are CEOs, executives, politicians, advocates, and community leaders that are focused on creating a cannabis economy that is just, fair, and equal. We'll learn how these women make decisions, how they navigate a predominantly male industry, and what they're doing to level the playing field for women. I hope you'll join us.